This week on Podcast 17, the triumphant return of Thomas, plus some Russian releases and some interesting media from various other mods. So stay tuned to Podcast 17. Listeners to another edition of Podcast 17, episode 16265 on uh, August 30th. Almost the end of August. Almost the end of August? You mean the end of August? No, August ends on the 31st. Yes, well, well, let's not keep it dantic. There's one day left, so (laughs) it's not almost. It is the end of August. (laughs) Um, Our last episode of August. We will be starting in September, as usual. Our last episode ever, you mean? No, of August. Listeners, we have something to tell you. (laughs) William? I am uh, William, as always. Emmanuel is here. And today, Thomas makes his return. What, there's no music? Is that that really his theme song? Yeah, he can be, uh, what is that, Sanford Sons? Yeah, Uh, I'm quitting, that's... mm -mm. You know, Thomas, we have changed so much over the past month that there are people who probably don't know who you are at this point. You mean mean two months? Yeah, I don't know, how long have you been gone now? Three months, four months. Uh, It's, like, been eight weeks, so... Yeah, so how about maybe, maybe you should introduce yourself again... Um, so that all the new people out there don't have to go back like a hundred million episodes. Oh yeah, the whole what eight episodes, not even. Anyway, <laughs> well, they were the best eight episodes we have ever had. So, it, if it's, anything, it, yeah, it could possibly be true. But then you're in some of them, so it's true. That's their awesomeness. <laughs> I don't know how the heck to describe myself. I don't know, tell us what you do. What about the Half-Life community you do? What mod do you work on? You made, on, you made a mod, and you released it on the same week as Neo Tokyo for some reason. <laughs> and you still got about... front page on ModDB, so haha, in your face. For eight <laughs> minutes. <laughs> no, Until no, Neo actually. Tokyo swapped it out of the air. I had it for exclusively for five hours, and then after that, I was still on the front page. You know I tease. You know I tease. It's I know. not your fault. No. It's not your fault. Yeah, I shut up. So Thomas, I'm serious. Tell us who you are, what you do. What yeah, you thanks. Um, I just woke up and I am drinking this wonderfully black coffee. <laughs> and how that relates to me is I am probably I don't know. Emmanuel's what? probably the first bitter bastard. I'm probably the second. William, and... may may I may I do his introduction? for him. Sure, go ahead. This is this is Thomas of of Half Life Creations, also known as Editor Three Two One. His experience in the Half Life community dates back to early two thousand, when he went into the foray of Half Life and all of its wonderful mods. Where then he found his deep passion for a game called Dave Defeat, and from there he went on as a young child to make models and sounds for that mod. Net, and what was the name of that site? Uh, editor three two one models. I wasn't very creative at the time. There you go, editor three two one <laughs> models, where he then made models for World War Two mods like David Feed, and then from there went on to make his own mods and a website about making mods, Half Life Creations.net. And now we have Thomas Rogers of two thousand and nine, 
the wise, the unknown, the man of the hour. <laughs> Let's go with that. that. That that works. That's good. I okay. think that that describes. Uh, I, I'm actually a bit. Uh, I'm actually disappointed that I know that much about Thomas. I was surprised. I, I thought you were going to forget about the whole modeling and DoD scene thing. No, my well, my brother just... actually downloaded his models for some bizarre reason. So. You could have just as easily opened up, you know, the podcast 17 page and read that little heading under, you know, co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> well, the same thing. If that's not it. Can you do one for me now? <laughs> no. Everybody knows who you are. we got to move on. Okay. Up next on the agenda, follow up and rata. Um, I put this on here because I didn't play Providence, and I thought I should, and you already played it, Emmanuel, and I don't know if Thomas played it, but... Well, we already talked about it last week, so... No, I just want to clarify how awesome this mod is. It although, is awesome, isn't it? And although, it's not awesome because it's not hugely well done. It is well done, but it's awesome because it's different? It's... What you sort of failed to mention last week, though, a couple things. Um, one thing is that it uses a lot of particle effects. So if you have sort of a sluggish computer, like my MacBook at highest resolution and like what I normally play Half-Life 2 at, most Half-Life 2 mods, couldn't handle provenance because of all the texture effects and all the particle effects and everything like that. So that was one thing. The second thing is the storyline is actually quite cool. I didn't play through the whole mod, but you're actually plummeted or basically plopped into new Black Mesa. Like, Black Mesa has been abandoned. Um, you start off at the anti-mass spectrometer, and um, and there's, like, a whole bunch of head crabs and everything. There's cobwebs everywhere. And you have to fight, essentially, like, a combine invasion because they're coming to uh, investigate Black Mesa. And there are times within the mod where you flash back to combine soldiers and has this really cool overlay as they're entering the... Uh, the facility. If you haven't played Prominence, it's a great, great canon mod um, for Half-Life. It is, and it's very enjoyable. I would agree. Um, did you get to play Providence? No, I did not. Okay, that's okay. It was just a follow-up and around. Well, yeah. So, because anyway. I have to make a confession to you, William. What's that? What would you say if I told you that I haven't even looked at the, the this week's show notes? Are we that, surprised? No. That that's partially, in fact, my fault, though. So it is. Because also, it is because this was the first week of university. So ah, and you can't play much right now because you don't have your computer. I don't have a computer. Yes, that is a hindrance. Actually, I I actually sat down in front of a notebook, um, like a piece of paper and a pen, and I tried playing it in my mind. It didn't work. So until <laughs> I get something sorted out, I don't know what to do. You're just gonna really have to concentrate on media blitz. I am. It sucks. But, um, do, is there, is it the apology section now? Yes. Okay, I, I'm going to apologize for um, what I said about Jailbreak last week. Yeah, because people got pissed off about that. I actually, I actually for once defended Thomas, and I shouldn't have defended Thomas. That was my first mistake. Oh, we did not do this, did we? <laughs> I think I know where this is going. Last but week, no, no, we, there no. was a... Actually, I just want to clarify. I was initially angry with them because I thought they were the ones that yanked it. But there's the possibility that it was indeed um, Chief from Planet Half-Life that could have caused the whole, you know, the whole problem. In which case, I'm not... Then I apologize to Jailbreak, but I doubt he would go 
take it to the extent he did unless they were bitching. So if you get a poor review, get over it. Sorry. Otherwise, I'm sorry. So. Last week, Thomas, there was a, a video interview with the Jailbreak team and uh, done by uh, Noesis. And so Emmanuel made his little comment about Jailbreak and how they will never be forgiven about your inter- or your review on Planet Half-Life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to that. <laughs> this is Man. better if I don't. That's, that, that's been taken care of. Yeah, that's, that's old news, Emmanuel. Anyway, okay. How about uh, Thomas take us into Straight from Meltville? Straight from the mouth of Valve. Well, looks like we've got a Counter-Strike Source update, so if you are still playing the ever-so-classic, you know, bombsite A, bombsite B, uh, you can find a very small engine fix that covers exploits, apparently server crashes, and more server crashes. So, if you've noticed that, and you want a patch-up, just start Steam, you know what to do. There's also a Gary's Mod update, so if you are in Gary's Mod, good for you. Uh, yeah, it adds more achievements, fixes Team Fortress 2 player and hat models being black, and some server lagging exploits. So, hurrah, hurrah. When are they going to cut the four-play and just release Counter-Strike 2? I don't know. Sorry, did you mention achievements for Gary's Mod? Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Sorry. Achievements for Counter-Strike Source? No, Gary's Mod. No. Gary's mod. Okay. I don't know how that works, but I'll just imagine that it does. Maybe we can get a list of them. Keep going through the news, and I'll try to get the list. Yeah, see if we can get those achievements, because I honestly don't know what they could be. You've welded two pieces together! <laughs> Alright, let's see. What else do we got here? Left 4 Dead 2 Swarming Penny Arcade Expo. So, in other words, more Left 4 Dead 2 news. Right, they're actually going to be showing off their new um, campaign called the uh, Swamp Beat? Nope, that's Comic Con. Dark Carnival. Dark Carnival will, will be unveiled at PAX. And I think that's the uh, the third out of the five campaigns. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it, I suppose. Have opinions changed on Left 4 Dead 2 since I've been away, or is it still getting poked out with sharp sticks? I no, it, it's kind of changed. Like, we've, we, we've accepted it. Um... Only if they release a metric fuck ton of content, though, to go with it. Like, it becomes, like, nine campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would pretty much have to. Or there's yeah, going to be like, pitchforks. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the general consensus. Which, they probably will do that, so. I do. Alright, so, last thing on the list. Steam Client Update. Enough said. Yeah, actually, no, this Steam Client Update is actually extremely useful. Um, we don't usually get Steam client updates that are useful, but this one adds you, uh, allows you to add um, a contact email account verification by request on new account creation. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that this essentially stops spammers from creating fake accounts um, in some respect. I mean, it hinders them to a level. Um, and it also, you know, helps you um, from protection of phishing and phishing scams. Um, which is down there again improved account security with verified contact information to um, prevent phishing and they've also added officers only chat mode to group chats which is kind of cool but you still can't ban people from chats so really they still haven't implemented that no it's so stupid like you would think they would add that to steam but that's like that's 
that's like inviting pedophiles into an elementary school. It, it just doesn't make sense. They should rethink right. that. Nick Nick puts it right. Um, you can ban them, but only if they're in the room. So. Well, I guess that's enough. Uh, yeah, yeah so you have to wait until they're actually in the classroom touching the children before you can ban them. <laughs> exactly. See? See the logic? <laughs> Speaking of touching children, how was the Christian camp? Ah, that's a good one. Zing. Uh, it was awesome. But I don't know. There's a you, time. It was show. awesome. It was. There's... What was your favorite? What was your favorite part about it, Jesus? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No. I don't know. Do we have time for a short story on that? Yeah, actually, this is gonna be a shorter episode. Why don't you tell us about your little uh, escapades? Actually, before you do that, hold on. Gary's mod achievement. I found a picture of five of them, so um, let's sort of go through these real quick. Here's here's a hard one. You guys ready for a really hard achievement? Double jumping? No. Play single player at least once. Can you can you what? guess what the next one's gonna be? Can you guess what the next? Play one's multiplayer. Oh for shit. One second. Yeah, play multiplayer at least once, and then the next ones are uh, addict. You have wasted a year of your life playing Gmod. Um, That's hilarious. How do you get that yeah. one? You play Gmod for a year. Well, is it like a, a year's worth of hours? I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's a year's worth of hours. That's a lot of ridic. That's that's impossible. Not anyway. impossible. It's just it's near impossible. I have friends who play MMOs and they've played maybe for about eight or seven years now, almost nonstop, and they only have two hundred or three hundred days worth of hours played. I know it's ridiculous. Anyway, the uh, the last two are map loader, play twenty different maps, and play around, play a game mode that isn't sandbox. So those are some of the achievements. There's fifteen achievements, I think, according to um, Gary.tv. So. I, I could care less about Gary's mod. I'm actually tempted to get it. Um, like, every Why? time I hear about Gary's mod, I'm tempted to get it. Only because yeah. I like that sort of creationist stuff. Like, Banjo-Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. I like that game. Why not Why not just download the Half-Life version of it? It's free. No, I know. But I like playing with other people, seeing the game. Anyway, Thomas, tell us your Bible Camp story. Uh, Okay. So, names have been changed to protect the innocent and the liability. Um, this was actually the very last week. We had a team group come through. And uh, they're, they're all off eating supper. And myself and two of the other cabin leaders, we'll call them uh, Bill and Tom. Okay. We uh, go into the oldest male uh, camper cabin while they're not there. And we take all of their pillows and we stuff two garbage bags and take them out in the middle of the woods. Now, we're, we're talking about pretty dense bush here. And there's this one road in. So, down at the very end of this road, which is probably a good 800 meters, uh, we tie these bags up into the trees. And right below this, we dig about a five-foot hole, and we put a note in the bottom of the hole telling them to look up. And then we bury the hole back up. Now this this is kind of like the setup. What happens is around one in the morning when they finally get back to the cabins, it was a late night, you couldn't tell. There's a note there waiting for them that was written in uh, Tom's girlfriend's handwriting, so it looked like a 
female cabin had taken the pillows from the sky cabin. So they have to go out in the middle of the night and retrieve these pillows. Little do they know that uh, Tom, Bill, and myself are waiting out in the woods with... Uh, well, we're waiting out in the woods wearing these uh, Halloween terror masks with machetes, hatchets, and a chainsaw. So once they get the pillows and they start walking back, they reach this certain point, and this is pretty much all you hear. What the fuck was that? Screw this man, they always get the guy in the back! <laughs> and we literally chase kids around with the chainsaw. Very nice. You make me Doesn't sound like work to me. Sounds like you have more fun than... Can you even get away else. with something like that? Didn't you get in trouble? No, no, not at all. <laughs> the two guys are like swinging axes and jetties and trying to hit them. I've never, like, honestly, like, I've scared people, but I've never scared that many people in a group that Like, there's like a jump scare, right? And then there's people actually thinking that they're gonna right. make the maker. Oh, yeah. just... It's good. Congratulations on scaring the shit out of children at Bible camp. Yeah, be proud. <laughs> yeah. I wear the badge of honor. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Um, release list. I guess I'll take release list because I probably played all this stuff. Right? <laughs> anyway, um, since Philip is gone from Planet Philip, we've had to do things a little bit differently, and I've been pulling things from uh, city17.ru, which is a Russian site. They got some pretty cool stuff on there if you haven't checked it out. It's just you have to go through a translator. Anyway, topping up the release list. Um, Fight for Life. This is a mod for Half-Life 1, actually, and you play as a scientist, as far as I can tell. Um, and the scientist has to essentially make his way through uh, Black Mesa um, when like the alien outbreak happens, the Resident Cascade happens. And you get uh, a lot of the Poke 646 weapons. So you get like the pipe, um, a redone pistol, uh, redone machine gun, a new shotgun, all the sounds have been changed and stuff like that. And there are some custom models in there as well. So it's actually a pretty fun Half-Life 1 mod. I couldn't put it down, so I played it straight. It was about, I'd say about an hour, an hour and a half worth of Half-Life 1. So if you're into that, check that out. How was the story? Well, no, not that great. Um, only because it was made... Most Russian mods, they either go full out on story or they don't have any story because they're worried about um, English players not being able to understand the story. You know what I mean? Because it'll be in Russian. So this is one that didn't have any story. This next mod, on the other hand, called Case in the Village, the event in Village, um, from what I can tell, is another Russian mod for Half-Life 2, Episode 2, and what happens is you start the mod and your car breaks down. You're driving a Hummer and your Hummer breaks down in this um, snowy village. And you, been, you essentially have to go around knocking on doors and meeting people to, I think, help you get out of the village. Like, to, to help jumpstart your car. Now, this mod is entirely in Russian and it's 100% story driven. However, and all the voiceovers are in Russian. So it's sort of hard to get the idea of what's going on. 
However, it does have a sort of objective panel, and the objective panel is written in English. So if you really want to play this mod, you can still play through it, and you'll have no problem doing the objectives and finding where the batteries are, or finding where the, uh, the wires are, the jumpstart kit is, because the objectives are right there on your panel, and they, it gives you hints as well. However, all the voiceover is in Russian, so don't expect to get any story or backstory. What I'm really looking forward to, if you want to hold out, though, I can almost guarantee Philip from Planet Philip or somebody will do an English translation of this. He speaks so, Russian? He does, actually. He can read Russian, and he does... He can hear a little bit of Russian. It's, it's That's really bizarre. Funny. Yeah. So... If you really want to play this and you want to, if you're into the story stuff, I suggest waiting and we'll keep you updated on Podcast 17 when there's an English translation of this mod. Yeah, that actually sounds a bit interesting. I like the whole kind of free room idea that you said it had. Right, exactly. You, you basically are on two intersecting streets. You can basically enter and exit anybody's property and browse around their house or whatnot and talk to them and meet them. There's a really cool part. Um... Uh, stop me if I'm wrong, but in Half-Life, when do you remember the Vortigaunt who's sweeping? Who has like the yes. broom at the very beginning? Is he wearing boots? I don't think he's wearing boots. No, I don't think Valve would put boots on a Vortigaunt. Because in this in this mod, since it's all snowy and stuff, the Vortigaunts on the on the street are wearing like winter boots. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that's that's not normal <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that they went to that detail yeah so. anyway moving on um, zombie master black edition which is uh, I guess a remake slash mod slash redux of zombie master since their code is open source um, it includes nine all-new custom weapons three new zombie types challenging gameplay modes um, essentially it's just a spin-off of the original zombie master source code and it uh, contains, they just did a news post, yes, lots of shotguns, as Nick says. There are tons of shotguns. You can check out their ModDB profile, but the new change log for 1.2e is armored zombies, improved melee attacks, increased blob, uh, blob speed, increased blob reaction time, added some new weapons, modified some weapons. Uh, let's see what else is interesting here. Added left-hand punch animations, added three more player models, um, removed unwanted stock content. They added some new objectives some, to some maps that were included in the original Zombie Master um, Blacks. And uh, a whole other map fixes. A whole bunch of fun stuff. Well, I never liked Zombie Master Source anyway, so... I wasn't really a fan either. Um... And I didn't get to play Black Edition this week. I, I did. I have it downloaded, and I was really planning on it. But Oh, well. We'll have to get together and play it. Yeah, I think so. Because I think we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff like this from the Zombie Master community since their uh, code is open source now. I wonder what the defining attraction is for people who like it. Yeah, I don't know. Zombies? <laughs> Thomas, have you ever played Zombie Master? Uh, they all blend together. I have no idea. <laughs> Probably. I've played, like, just about every zombie game there is out there, just to say that I can. But 
it didn't I don't remember this one over any of the other ones. So there was a time when I stopped playing Half-Life for a little bit and then we started this podcast. And when we started the podcast, the Zombie Master was they they pretty much said we're done production. So I didn't get a chance to ever play Zombie Master. I mean, I could have downloaded it, obviously, on my own accord, but I wasn't there when it was, like, popular and um, being updated and stuff. So, Oh, well. can't believe you ever stopped playing Half-Life. Yeah, there was a time... I can't remember what games I was playing, but uh, there was a time when I just dropped it, like, 100% for a while, actually. But whatever. We call those, that the dark period. Was it because of Lord of the Rings? Um, Lord of the Rings was in there, yeah, Lord of the Rings Online, that was sort of the tail end of it, but there were other... I'll blame Nick for that then. <laughs> He's your no. bad influence. There's just, I don't know, I, I don't know what to call it. I was working at a gaming center too, so I was playing a lot of video games. That should magnify your love for Half-Life though. Yeah, but when you work at a gaming center, you have to deal with eight-year-olds, and you have to deal with, like, Call of Duties and Halos and stuff like that. It's just not fun. Ah, uh, yes, the console tired. Yes. Five, who was working on Midnight Sun, was one of the leaders in Z- Zombie Master. That's cool. So I guess one of the leaders from Zombie Master is working on Half-Life Short Stories, The uh, more specifically the Midnight Sun portion of it. I remember that uh, interview you did with them. I didn't really, that was, I listened to that whole interview and I, I don't remember taking anything away from it. Like, I didn't learn anything, but... Well, they, they're, they're secretive. They're a secretive then, group. Then why do an interview? <laughs> well, say could, secretive could be a euphemism for something else, but you can, I'll leave you can, that to the audience. <laughs> you could bug Al Hoppa for that. Is Al Hoppa responsible for that? Yeah, he's the creator and owner and operator of... Um, Half-Life Short Stories. Do you have his address so I can send him a present? <laughs> He's in the live stream chat. He's not going to give me his address. <laughs> I don't know if he really wants you to send him things. Anyway, moving on. Last thing on the release list. Um, I found this on ModDB. I don't know how many people actually want to play it. But it's a mod for Half-Life 2. And when I say it's a mod for Half-Life 2, it really is a mod for Half-Life 2. You play Half-Life 2 with this sort of add-on. And... Um, what it does is with this mod, here I, I shall read it in the original writing. What this mod does is put working female assassin into Half-Life 2 and allows you to play the game from beginning to end crash free. Now my assumption was you can play Half-Life 2 beginning to end crash free. But apparently this mod that includes female assassins allows you to play Half-Life 2 without crashing. I had a problem with crashing. You had what, sorry? I had no problem with crashing and playing Half-Life 2. Neither do I. But I think he means, like, since his previous versions of... Um, I think you're reading it wrong. You think so? Yeah, I think what he's trying to say is that he's added this stuff, and it doesn't crash. Not nice. that Half-Life 2 crashed before, is that you can actually <laughs> play the game... I was just being facetious. Can, can yeah, I just say, though, you can write not crashing a feature. Sorry. That's not a feature in a mod. That's, that's like an advertisement for a vitamin C pill. Doesn't give you cancer. Buy it. Speaking of speaking of, of stuff like that, though, should we ask the listeners what our motto should be? I don't know. Maybe. If, if listeners wish to suggest a new motto or slogan for Podcast 17, 
Feel free to throw them in the live stream chat, and Nick shall collect them. Can we read off some of the ones we already have? Um, sure. How about you tell us some of the ones that we may or may not have on Nick's okay. permission? One of them is, um... Um... I'm trying to think we go to... Okay. Podcast 17. Put it in your ear, bitch. <laughs> but no, no bitch at the end. Just put it in your ear. Put it in your ear. Um, podcast 17, because Gabe Newell couldn't get this one to eat. Or no, something like that. That was not one of our slogans. Okay, well, we can edit that one out, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, podcast 17, um, casting pods in your community. Yep, that was one of them. That's a good one. Um, podcast 17, um, your one-stop shop for everything Half-Life related. Um, yeah, I think that was another one. I'm trying to find my show notes for the meeting yesterday. and uh... that, That's right, listeners. We have meetings here at Podcast 17. With, with <laughs> that big was your pens first and meeting. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Thomas. <laughs> that was your first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't even try to make it sound like we're organized, you fools. Why do you, why do you have to why do you have to come into our parade, our big gay pride pride parade and just wave your hateful southern flag and poop everywhere, all right? We're just trying to have a good time here, Thomas. <laughs> anyway, so if you have any uh any suggestions, just throw them in the live stream or for all you guys who don't listen to the live stream, email us feedback at podcast17.com. And we shall take your suggestions into consideration. So. Broadcasting Half-Life 2 stuff that smell funny. Good one, Spazor. Anyway, moving on with the episode. Um, updates, updates, updates. Modular combat was updated. And uh, to 1.76. New game element, factions. Even though factions was in 1.75. But now you can team deathmatch with factions. So... It makes a lot more sense. The factions. Yeah, that, that's part of the fun, really. Right, right. Um, new maps include Amplitude and Cannon by Christopher Edrut and Hydro by Agent Smith. Um, some new monsters. You can play some Hunters, Antlion Workers, Roller Mines, Roller Bombs, and Zombies. Um, Twelve new modules, so I'll list them off right here. Minion Man Hack. Minion, Antlion, Worker, Armor Capacity, Clip Size, Running Man, Ox Power Tank, Armor Regen, Turrets, Poison Spit, Weaken, Brute Force, and Impact. Um, greatly improved ant guard, Antlion Guard Pathfinding AI. That they needed. The Antlion Guard was sort of really shit in modular combat. I'm very much glad they've changed that. But um, the, they, they more than made up for it with the Hunters. They are really cool. Yeah, the hunters work really well in modular combat. That's true. You're right. They're terrifyingly like, just scary. They just they're just so smart. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and they can jump, and they're freaky when they jump up on the same ledges you're on. When you don't expect it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird to see that in multiplayer. Yeah. Anyway, new weapon, camera, or vital testing apparatus. Um, shared experience, so no more kill stealing. So. That's pretty cool. Shared experience. Actually, I had a chance to try that out. It's very cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. So people actually work together now in deathmatch situations, and like you work with your team. That's good. But so check out modular combat one seven six. Not a lot of uh, additions, but um, they're tweaks. working on their faction stuff. So that's sort of important for them. So yeah, Thomas, as you've been gone, 
we've been uh, following modular combat religiously. So you now must it's getting play, really good. You should you now play must it. Play the new version of modular combat. Alrighty, we'll hook you up with something like that. Okay, moving on. Media Blitz. Who wants to take Media Blitz? Thomas. Sure, why not? I'm rusty anyway, so let's go through this. Opposing Force Firestorm. Let me check this one out. This is um, a Half-Life 1 mod, which kind of surprised me, but at the same time, I was kind of relieved, because the last thing we need is another Half-Life 2 Opposing Force port that's never going to come out. That's true. So, if they... Now, this might be a Half-Life 1 map that might not ever come out. I don't know. <laughs> um, Storyline seems a little hokey, but for the most part, the screenshots look like they might have a few decent puzzles to them. Uh, for the listeners in the live stream, if you don't have the link open, it's uh, apparently where it's an alternate reality. So, in other words, they can do whatever the heck they want. Right. Another experiment went wrong, and your mission is to find out what happened. So it's pretty much Half-Life Opposing Force new maps. I don't know why they just didn't say that. <laughs> so, Emmanuel, you love Opposing Force. You looking forward to this? What do you think? Yes would be the answer? Yes. Okay. I, 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 it's funny we mentioned that, though, because I have yet to be impressed by an Opposing Force mod. You know, me too. That's... It's really hard to come by a good and opposing force mod. I mean, there's some good maps out there, like custom what, what, maps. What baffles me the most is that the Black Mesa team sat down and said to themselves, you know, uh, Half-Life Source wasn't good enough. You know, let's let's remake Half-Life, guys. That's what we need. Not, okay, let's do opposing force again. That, that baffled me, because if they took the time and effort to do that instead, I would be much happier in life. I probably wouldn't be so depressed and miserable. And opposing force is... Probably just as long in terms of playtime as Half-Life 1. Oh, forget how long it is. It's more fun. It's just I think better. So yeah, I enjoyed Opposing Force way more. Because not only did you have, like, um, um, the Zen creatures and, you know, the Opposing Force Grunt, but then you had also had the Xenon creatures or whatever, the new alien race, and that was pretty sweet. All right, Thomas, continue. All right. Final stand. Fight for humanity. I just one thing I have to say off right the bat, like as soon as I open up their mod DP page to read this, I was like the title card goes over their image title card, so I actually had to take like another second to read it. So maybe someone on that mod team get that fixed. And they have an F at the very edge. I'm not sure what that that F is just but, hanging out. Well it's repeating. The image wasn't built to the proper specifications, so it's just repeating. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. I did that on purpose with something to see what would happen. The thing is, though, it's a very nice image. Oh, it is. It's a very, like, you don't really see that done too much anymore, like the older style, especially when we're dealing with Half-Life 2 mods. Mm -hmm. um, but the tagline reads, uh, it will bring the style from Street War levels of Half-Life 2 and episodes, or Episode 1 single player to the multiplayer experience, uh, and then up it. Whatever that means. Uh, many new features intensify team-based, objective-oriented gameplay and taking the time in a more brutal direction. So, in other words, it looks like they're really trying to get the uh, street fighting thing going on. Yeah, which that's is what a it looks like. Concept. Um, they've got a lot of videos that you can go ahead and check out. One is apparently like grenade throwback, like in the very old versions of Day of Defeat. Uh, it works really well if you watch the video. 
yeah, deployable machine guns like Day of Defeat, weapon swapping like Day of Defeat. Left 4 Dead. And, they, yeah. they say like Left 4 Dead because it, it works a lot in the same way. Sorry. No, no, no. But Day of Defeat did it first. Shut yeah. up. No, you're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> and, and flashlight and uh, dynamic lighting. So in other words, I'm guessing this is being built on the box. Yeah, was... I was talking. I was talking to Nick. A lot of mods seem to be doing this now. Um, dynamic lighting with your weapons, like Left 4 Dead. Um, this mod does it does it interesting, and we'll be looking at another mod later on in the episode, uh, City 17 episode one. City 17 episode one. If you watch the two videos, the City 17 mod is actually doing it better than this. But it's, it's interesting so pretty. It is nice. But uh, we'll get to that. So, this guy's so, just working on the coding elements, I guess, of this mod. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely looks like it uh, has potential. We'll have to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Alright, so, moving on. Uh, and there's been an S-Mod tactical update. Wound system plus community maps. I love that mod. I'll be honest, I actually tried to play S-Mod, but it had the same problem uh, to me as Fake Factory Cinematic Mod. Too many downloads, too many updates, took up too much hard drive space. Hmm. Just yeah. kind of... Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I just had to download one mod that was it. Yes, it was in Japanese, but I got over it pretty quickly. It's, no, it's very, it, give, it, give, it, give it the benefit of that. It's very good. I enjoy it very much. Oh, like it, don't get me wrong, it looks beautiful. And like S-Mod to me has always looked beautiful. It's just, I can't be bothered to download all the little uh, patches, all the little files, all the little tweaks that go with S-Mod. S-Mod is incredibly modular when it comes to this. Like you can pretty much do whatever you want with it. And that's its greatest strength and its greatest weakness because I just want to download one thing and go play. So. Mm -hmm. I, I see where you're coming from too. I never really got into S-Mod for that exact same reason. So, yeah, I guess it's sort on. of a turn down for some people. Well, it's a turn down for the people who aren't like enthusiasts, like crazy enthusiasts, like we are. Because um, if it's confusing for us to get a mod going, it's oh. confusing for like everybody else, pretty much. Like I don't want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> the shit we deal with versus the shit the normal Half-Life player deals with. <laughs> it's very easy to install. It was just, it was just a zip file for me. Maybe things have changed since I did it. It's just all the add-ons, I think. Anyway, Tactical Delta 6 is this update. Um, S-Mod Tactical Delta 6 is what they're talking about. And the bandaging mechanic is being added, much like pretty much every other video game out there nowadays, where you can bandage yourself. Um, and also they're rebalancing gameplay around this new form of healing. And also there's a community map um, called um, Crook County as well as G3A3, uh, as well as the G3A3, a community-made uh, weapon model. Um, and you can check those images out in the ModDB post. Yes, it looks quite nice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue us. All right. I'm going to try and pronounce this mod's <laughs> name. Uh, let's see here. Epsilon Kearney. <laughs> Hypersystem. Okay, so this uh, particular mod has released an update, but I've actually not heard of this one, so... Here have I. Alright, so let's see what it's about here. 
Uh, Gordon Freeman was not the only other per or the only person under contract with G-Man. There was five others. You are one of them, part of an uh, elite squad. Uh, apparently, it's a single-player mod set in the actual storyline of Half-Life 2. Uh, it's divided into three parts, and tells where the three parts take place. But it's pretty much following this group selected by the G-Men to help the rebellion against struggling against the Combine. So. Again, cool. they can do whatever they want, so we'll see. And then they released this particular update where they're showing off, uh, I guess, their new sniper rifle that they've coded into the game. Um, it's a sniper rifle, so not too much to say. I believe this is sort of the sniper rifle that was featured in um, the Half-Life 2 content before they actually released Half-Life 2 and everybody was like, yeah, we got a cool sniper rifle and then they never released yeah, it. Yeah, they still haven't added it. Well, they, it might be in Episode 3, but I'm starting to doubt it. It's in Hidden Information. I know that, and uh, along with all the other content they promised. But I believe this is the same right sniper rifle. I love missing information. So cool. Yeah. Oh, it, looks, it looks good. Like, the fact that they're going through, you know, all this particular detail to make it look right, you know, Hopefully that'll make it a good game to play. They put that uh, amount of detail into the storytelling in the maps. Yep. So, next on the list, Mortwood Plaza Developer Blitz. Before now, you continue, go all the way down to the Mortwood Plaza post and turn yeah, off the live know. stream. Most annoying shit ever. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. I was actually going to address this before I even talked about anything else. Good lord, man. The worst thing about any website is finding the friggin' mute button for your embedded shitty music. <laughs> Cannot stand that. I don't want to open a page and have to listen to your crap. Yeah, no, I know. And the thing was, this is a really good update. And you know what takes away from it? Yesterday, this shit wasn't on here. But uh, today, they I guess they added it and edited the post. This shouldn't be allowed on ModDB. Neither should their um, ModDB's ads that automatically add audio. Like, I've, I've noticed that ModDB is now doing ads where the audio is unmuted at the very beginning. That, I that think that's an accident, Wham. You think it's an accident? I think if they knew about it, they would, they would, they would remove it. Oh, yeah. It. No, for sure. I think so, too. But there was just no, times no. when... Like, this just gets on my nerves beyond all belief. It's, yeah. like, the most unprofessional thing, like... What's the first thing that happens when you go to like any tripod.com website? You get crappy music and you have to like search the entire page to find the button to shut it off because you don't want to listen to music, you want to read the information. Mm -hmm. If I want to listen to music, that's what iTunes is for. Right. Ugh, rage. Like and it's not even their music, it's somebody else's. If it was like music related to the mod, I wouldn't excuse it, but at least it would make sense. Right. I don't know. It just makes me angry. Anyway. So, once you get the music muted, the update is actually pretty good. Yeah, Warwood Plaza, oh, it's another zombie mod. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Single player, multiplayer, deathmatch, and co-op zombie mod. So in other words, it's zombie, 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 zombies. Right, uh, what they toot is sort of um, their, their wide range of weaponry right now. So. Yeah, That's which is actually kind of refreshing to see. Um, I don't know why a paintball gun constitutes as a valuable weapon against a zombie. I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so, the, the RC... Actually, these weapons make this mod look like a joke, so I'm going to assume that that's what it is. 
because well, they do take themselves seriously, but almost serious to the extent that uh, that Dead Rising took. You know, it's sort of kooky and brainy, but at the same time, you know, they still want to be a, a good video game. They don't want to be a bad video game. Yeah. Uh, right now, looking at all this, I call shenanigans because there's a remote control plane, like a little tiny RC plane that apparently is some kind of item or weapon, and I'm like, really? Really? Dude, did you, yeah. did you you have to watch the video, though. All those weapons are featured in the video, in the development video. In-game video. Yeah, but some of them, it's like, who in their right mind would pick <laughs> them up and decide to use it as a weapon against the undead? <laughs> and also, they have a feature at the very end of the video where you can play pool, so you can actually, like, pull out a pistol, and, um... The pool table fully works. You can like hit the cues and everything like that. So those are cute, cool things to play around with. I like that sort of stuff in mods. Yeah, I actually like I, you know, they could be polished up, but I actually really like their uh, sniper rifle effect. Mm -hmm. The uh, scope there that looks actually quite good. The rifle itself doesn't, but the effect does. So anyway, they got a huge weapons update, and you if you haven't watched the developer video, it's really good. Just mute the audio if you're not into angry music, and uh, watch the narrator basically beat the shit out of a million zombies. I'm waiting to see some, like, I'm, I'm sort of getting tired of seeing weapon stuff from Wartwood Plaza. I mean, I know that's sort of what they concentrate around. They... They boast about how many weapons they have. But I'd like to see some good map screenshots and stuff, just so that I can solidify my my hopes and dreams for this mod to come out. Because once I start seeing some maps and, uh, and some other content other than weapons, I'll feel a lot more comfortable. But anyway. Right. So, moving on to uh, City 17. Like, they have two updates, don't they? That's pretty intense. Um, anyway, their first update is on maps and materials, and their second update looks to be other stuff. I'm still yeah, sorting. It's, it's just basically the mis miscellaneous post. Yeah, and I have to say it looks pretty decent. Like, I haven't really been following City 17, so for those of you that haven't, like me, apparently you play as a rebel named Jack with the help of a friend throughout the game, so Half-Life 2 Universe it actually looks really good. Yeah, they've uh, come out of the limelight since you've been gone. They've, they're a pretty uh, high contender right now on the mod scene. So. No, it's We've certain... been talking about them a lot. No, they've really looked like they've mastered some decent lighting effects on their maps and models, so that's really nice to see that someone's actually pushing that engine a bit now. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, they've actually got some uh, decent models and stuff coming out, which is always nice. Um, enhanced water particles, I will, I'd actually like to see a video of that as opposed to screenshots. I don't think it does it justice. Um, on their previous posts, I remember covering something from City 17 Episode 1 where they previewed their water. I think they're just, um, they say enhanced water particles, but I think they mean enhanced on their already enhanced system. So you, if, if you want, if you really want to see it, you can go back a couple news posts and see their old water particle system post and see, sort of see how they've changed it. Because their new water system is absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, it actually looks like they're pushing the envelope, so mm -hmm. that's very good on them. 
So if you have been like me and living in a hole for eight weeks and you don't know too much about City 17, I suggest you check it out. Yeah. Can't, say, can't stress enough. It's so pretty. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. I saw it coming. Every time we talk about City 17, you're always like, it's so pretty. But it, I'm, it's immersive. That's why I like it, I think. What about the name, though? What we're podcast seventeen. What do you expect? To do? I know. We yeah, like we really, we don't really have any kind of right to. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna say? Oh, that's such a bad name. That's. I think that would be like definitive hypocrisy right there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just whenever I see City Seventeen Episode One, I think of sort of a B mod. You know what I mean? For some reason, I just feel like it's it's a B mod, but I know it's not. This is an awesome friggin' mod. What do you mean um, B mod? Like uh, game is like B movie, like low production. Yeah. No, they won't disappoint. No, I know they won't disappoint for sure. No, the, this mod team is awesome, and I sh like I have the I have a playtest of this because I'm doing voice acting for them. So it's are you an really awesome mod? We go over this every time we talk about City Seventeen. I say I'm doing voice acting. You say are you really? And everybody acts really surprised. Why don't you just do voice acting for um? Thomas is mod Hammond Jam instead. That way you both <laughs> both get benefit. Uh Terp Jed is somewhere like just screaming. I can just see it. Sorry, Jed. <laughs> what well, what voice acting are you doing? What character? Um, I believe right now what we're gonna try to do or what Mr. Two Video Cards is gonna see is um me to do just some random male rebels in the area because it's very team play oriented. Not team play oriented, but you play with you know, other AI-scripted rebels. So there's a lot of dialogue between you and your fellows. Um, so I might be doing one or two rebels. We'll see. If he really likes my stuff, he may he might make me more of a main character. But So in other words, you're going to be the guy that screams. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the, uh, Oh my God, Strider! Is is that a sample of your voice acting? No. <laughs> okay. That wouldn't have worked out very well. No, I gotta be in a certain mood. Right now, I'm in podcast mood. Oh, really? You you gotta get you know like oiled up and get the yeah. candles lighted. Yes, I have to get in mood mode. Anyway, this yeah. is awesome. This next post. Jurassic of, Life. Because of the video, it's awesome. So, is this like, what was that other Jurassic mod they had? Wasn't it like Jurassic Rage or something? Very similar? Yeah, I think, I think it's like Dino Rage. Here, you, you talk about this, I'll look it up. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was called like Jurassic Rage or something. Okay. Anyway, uh, no, the real highlight, as William said, is the video that they posted of what really reminds me of a Doom 3 uh, GUI on the computer. Like, you could actually... Uh, access and like, touch stuff and move windows around which is pretty immersive I must say but like it really reminds me of what Doom 3 did uh, looks like you can actually go through and click on pictures so that would be a very interactive way for the player to collect information depending on how well they use it it works much better than the Doom 3 engine like you can drag and drop windows you can minimize windows uh, browse their little um, web browser there um, you know, if, if they really do this right, they can make a really sort of um, intuitive GUI system based on these panels almost. 
And that's sort of what Jurassic Park was always about. Jurassic Rage, though, is a mod for Unreal Tournament 3. Okay. I'm pretty sure it used to be a Half-Life 2 mod. Maybe they moved. Mm -hmm. And yeah, anyway. there's, there's a whole bunch of other pictures there of renders that no one really cares about because they're just yeah. renders. Yeah. The GUI system is really what takes the cake on this one. Quite right. Alright, and the last on Media Blitz is another trailer, Experiment 4. And it's a teaser trailer, so hurrah, hurrah. A uh, long teaser trailer. I think it's like seven minutes. Seven minutes? Yeah. Well, I'm mad now. <laughs> it's really good, actually. It captivates your interest really early on, and then it saves sort of the best for last. And, and Philip does some narration from Planet Philip. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have to change, I'll have to change shorts for this. Yep. And he does a really good job. A lot of the voice acting in this mod is superb. And you can tell that um, that they're really concentrating on storyline. Because Philip really only gets involved in mods that care about storyline. So I would trust his judgment on this and follow this mod if you haven't heard anything about it. I thought we were supposed to be commentators, not mod developers. What's that? I thought we were supposed to be commentators, not mod developers. This is voice acting. You don't really develop a mod if you voice act. Come on. Yeah, but I think we're stepping into the unknown here. <laughs> unknown for you, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll do uh, articles. Topping off articles is Age of Chivalry. They are the, I guess, six, seven, seventh, I want to say. One, two, twelve, four, five, sixth. Sixth mod for Summer of Mods and Indies. Um, they are the second Half-Life mod on Summer of Mods and Indies. So if you haven't played Age of Chivalry, read this article, and I guarantee Stenchy would have um, convinced you that this is a mod you need to play. I love this mod. If anybody I can't get into Age of Chivalry. I don't know why. Really? I just love taking... Usually I don't play this class, but I play like the heaviest class in Age of Chivalry. I just take the giant fucking hammer and I bash people's heads in all day. It is so rewarding. I think you might have anger issues that <laughs> we, we can work that out though. We can hug it out. Anyway, the article goes over things like uh, the combat system, um, real-time strikes, your stamina system, classes available in-game. So if you've played Age of Chivalry, um, it's probably not a very good article for you, but if you haven't and you wish to get into this awesome friggin' mod, um then check out this article and read it. So I think what we're going to do today um, is play Age of Chivalry in the post-podcast place edition. So okay. If any of you wish to join in on that, we'll try to find an empty server, and uh, we'll just bash each other's heads in. So, And I can stick around after the podcast today, so it'll be good. So all you live stream listeners, stay tuned. Don't tune out. And all you guys who aren't listening to the live stream, well, you're just shit out of luck. So it sucks to be you. We, we, could, uh, we could play Neo Tokyo. No. Nobody wants to play Neo Tokyo. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Good to see, that was a Tokyo. roaring success when I was gone. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, say, it's nobody like... wants to play it. No, it's... it's... It's good for, uh, you know, the selective amount of gamers out there who really like sort of tactical gaming in Half-Life. No, it, it's good. It just it needs... Itself, it? Well, it just needs, you know, work. 
There are a lot of people out there, and I'm not saying I'm one of these people, that think um, five years of gameplay should have turned out a better mod. Uh, uh Or five years of development or whatever, however long it took. I Well, I I think they're confusing polish with good or fun. They weren't trying to make their mod fun, they were trying to make it polished. Yes. I think inherently that was the issue with Neo Tokyo, was that they were trying to... um, concentrate way too much on how much how good it looked instead of um how well it played yeah well i and um even though it still plays really well um, it plays very well yes i actually enjoy it quite a bit i it's it's my rainbow six replacement Mm -hmm. you just have to really be into tactical and and nick puts it poignantly it's like comparing call of duty versus arma arma is obviously a better game but call of duty is more fun for some reason so. And Arma's not really polished because they don't really care about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Well, you can't I mean, say that. Yeah, but there's you no can't excuse. you can't argue to me that that Arma is a polished video game. It's not. No, there's no, no way. First of all, the changed. voice acting seems like they did it with a, a robot translator. Secondly, <laughs> there's no excuse for that game running being unable to run on anything short of a NASA grade server class computer. It's just bizarre to me. Runs on the dual cord, it's fine. Yeah, I need, I need Emmanuel's computer so I can play Armor 2. Because, you do. God. Far Cry 2 looks really good, and that ran at like 6 frames a second. Why can, Why couldn't they do that for Armor? But anyway, Arma is the god of tactical, but that's a story that we've already covered here on Podcast 17. Moving on. Um, this is something I find interesting because Smash Ball is something that, um, I'm not very good at, and I think it's because I don't know how to play the game. Anyway, um, one of the veteran players, unowned or unknowned, um, has put together a pretty neat video showing off tricks. He uses the game speed, momentum, um, turbo jumping, buddy hopping, air strafing, and a technique he calls killing space. So if anybody plays Smash Ball or thinks they really suck at Smash Ball and want some tips and or pointers, check out this video. It's a really good video and it's um, composed very nicely. And if that's not enough for you, there's um, a website called Smash Ball University. Not really a website, I guess a section on the Smash Ball forums. And people go there and post their own little tutorials and videos on uh, how you can get better at Smash Ball because really what it is is a it's a very competitive um, mod for Half-Life 2 and you need to have sort of your skills intact in order to compete in the big leagues so if you suck at Smash Ball and you want to be good might be something you would want to check out mm. and lastly on the article list we have Dave Trigger writing another one of his awesome articles why should I play Dream Ball, and um, I had I had a really good time with that game in uh, on the 360 when the 360 first came out. What Dream Ball? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a there's a game like it, like Marvel Madness. Mar- I think it's Marvel Madness. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's essentially the same thing. Um, so basically, what Dave goes through in this article is he talks about sort of it's almost like a post mortem or a comparison between the old Dream Ball. And the new Dream Ball, like what's different, what has changed, um, what problems have fixed, and why should you be playing this right now? Why you should be playing the new version 
which was just released on version 2.0. So, check it out. I like these little things. Um, like I said, I don't think his Why Should I Play video or article was warranted for Radiator, because everybody was already playing Radiator. and uh, Or not Radiator, um, Research and Development. But for Dream Ball, I think it's warranted. I think there's a lot of people out there who don't know what Dream Ball is, and they should be playing this mod. It's very fun. I don't know. I... I I think for average people they wouldn't have known radiators. Maybe it's not that bad of a thing. You think so? Yeah. Why not? You know, might as well put some. And I know that the radiator developer hates all the limelight he gets, so <laughs> that makes me happy knowing that he's miserable. So. <laughs> so anyway, that's that. That's the podcast. That's all we got this week. One hour. This is again. This is good. See, not having any interviewers and not playing any of the mods, this is working out really well, I think. Well, there hasn't been go a lot going on in the game. No, this is, this is the really, really slow part of summer, and we're starting school, so we don't have time for anything. And Philip's gone. And Philip's dead. Yeah, he's on vacation. Anyway, any closing thoughts, Emmanuel? Uh, what a great race, really. I think... Um, Physicella really showed what he's made of, and for Cyndia, really, just top-notch. You know, to come from 30 races and, and finally score points, not only score points, but in second place, it's, it's really amazing. <laughs> You're going to edit that out, aren't you? Probably. Don't. Yeah, I would. I, I'm sure there are people who are interested in it. Yeah, and I'm sure they're listening here. here. Somebody, they want us to interview people. Uh, well, the, the, the listeners, how about we interview me? <laughs> the listeners, if, if you're really quick on the draw, you can send us here. I shall put my email in the live stream. What are you doing? Typing higher we'll address? No, we're, um, I'm spamming the live stream right now. What we're going to do is if you want us to call you on the show, hurry up and email me your phone number. And in the meantime, we can ask Thomas what he plans to do now that he's back from his vacation. Going back to school. Wait, why, why, are, we, why are we calling someone? Just remember when we did those call episodes before and we called people's phone numbers? Yeah, but it never works, actually. <laughs> Penis was actually interesting. He was like yes, well, a... But that was that was a one-off. I, I seriously doubt it, it would work. Honestly. Well, this this guy Arcuni wants us to. Well, he wants to have an ask the cast section of podcast seventeen. Yeah, that works. Why don't we do that instead of calling strangers? Well, he can ask you live on the show. Ask Emmanuel if it's true he's growing a beard now. Emmanuel, are you, is it true that you're growing a beard? I already did grow a beard. How's that going uh, for you? What's that? How's that going for you? No, I already did, and I cut it off because I got oh, bored. Oh, did? Because yeah. I, I was I was trying to look like Leonidas, and my beard is not nearly as epic, but <laughs> I do look like Leonidas, though. <laughs> right? Right, William? Yeah, you do. Uh, it's really scary. People are worried that it's going to cost them anything to call. No, we call you. It doesn't cost you anything. We call you. Yes, but don't... Okay, first of all, you have to be interesting, okay? You can't be Thomas. You have to be <laughs> genuinely interesting. You have, something, you have to have something to say. Yeah. So, Thomas, what are you planning on doing now that you're back? 
school. Life yeah. sucks. Any video you, games you that you're interesting in? Interested in? Now that you're back? Um, I know this is gonna sound really lame because a lot of people hate it, but I actually am waiting for Wolfenstein to come to Steam. No. Oh, I played through Wolfenstein on the 360. It was actually quite good. Yeah, like I heard the multiplayer blows chunks because it, it was designed for the consoles and then it was ported to the PC, so it only has like 16 player support. Yeah, it's really bad. It was, actually it was designed by a whole different studio as well. Yeah, and you know what? I really don't care. Like I'd want it just for the single player, and the single mm -hmm. player looks alright. I don't know how long it is though. You know what's interesting about Wolfenstein? I think I talked about it on the last podcast too, but um, in between sort of the missions that you do, there's almost this open world sandbox environment. There's this public city and you can roam around the city and pick up side missions and stuff like that explore it to your heart's content I sort of liked that, it was like a nice um, chill out moment between missions, but at the same time the city is also infested with like Nazis and um, the Nazi creations so you're not just like roaming around aimlessly, you can actually fight your way through this city that you live in it's cool Yeah, that's like I don't know, a lot of people have given it a lot of bad press, and I'm not really sure why, because I'm looking at it, I'm like, it really doesn't look that bad. No, it's, it's really not. I wouldn't say it's that bad. Right now I'm playing Arkham Asylum, because I finished Wolfenstein. And how's that? It's alright, I don't know. I, I, I was talking to Nick, and I was just saying it's sort of boring. Uh, I saw the art style, and I'm like, no. <laughs> it's too melodramatic for me. Or melancholy. Melancholy for me. Yeah. And it's hard, too. The game's hard. But anyway. Any mods? Have you been following Radiator, Thomas? Because I don't think you've played Radiator 1.1, at least. No. I haven't been following any mods since or I got research back. Research and development. Oh, he missed all the good stuff of the summer, too, Emmanuel. Uh, I was um, too busy terrorizing children, so... First, play research and development, first of all. That's the first thing you have to do. And then play Radiator 1 and 2. And then I think that's it. Catch up on. Oh, pardon me. Catch up with some odds and ends here and there. There's some stuff that is actually quite interesting. But mm -hmm. research development is probably the best mod that will ever come out on Half Life 2, sadly. So do yourself a favor and get it. Yeah, we'll do. Very, um, very, 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 very good mod is research and development. The pod ride. Any... You mean that part where you're on like the uh, where you get trapped in that cage thing and then you're whipped around? What do you mean? Sorry, I don't understand. Someone asked a question. What do you? What do, what, what, what do we think of the pod ride? The pod ride in the end of Half Life Two. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he means. When when you're in like the Citadel, and you're being carried across like right before you get the super grab gun. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh. Actually, I remember. I don't remember. I don't remember that part. I think I fell asleep, and I just woke up when I heard a loud noise, and I got kicked off of it. That, I think that's what happened. So, sorry, I can't. I can't answer that. You know what I really liked from? Uh, I think what's episode? It's episode one, right? When Dog throws the car into the Citadel, and you're in the car, and it's sort of like a roller coaster. Is that episode one uh -huh. or episode two? That's episode one. That's episode one. How do you? That was the first part of episode one. How do you get that mixed up? Yeah, really. I, know, I thought it was maybe the. Oh no, first part of episode two is the train crash. Yeah. I'm back on track now. Uh, and I have to go play through them all again. I've just recently played through them all too. That's, I just have a really bad memory. It all jumbles into one. When is episode three coming out? Ah, angry noises. It's really, really getting on my nerves. 
I could at least if I had a screenshot or a video, you know, I could I could burn it to CD and put it under my pillow and cry myself to sleep at night. But I have nothing. Yeah. I'm not taking my else? life, Gabe. Please, just something. <laughs> what else should Thomas play since he's been away? I'm going through the old podcasts. See, our podcasts are great to like catch up on what came out every week. Yeah, but then you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, you can say, just read the show listen notes. to it. No, you can just read the show notes, really. But the show notes are just a list. Like they don't really tell me. If only, if only the show hosts had talent and were interesting and had personalities. So you could listen to them. I'm just going through the uh, release list right now and seeing if there's anything really good. I don't know. I would say play Modular Combat because they have changed a lot since um, since you've been on the show. Um, no, get into a server with like 10 people and a few friends and you will have a gay old time playing Modular Combat. Mm -hmm, sure. It is the bomb diggity. And if you, haven't played, if you haven't played Neo Tokyo... Play Neo Tokyo at least once, if you haven't played it yet. I probably will, but I don't know. It's like, I even enjoy a tactical shooter, and it doesn't really look like it's gonna satisfy me. Oh, now. oh, look! Episode three screenshots of stuff, which is the Citadel. Who'd have thunk? Are they just like concept arts? Yeah. Oh, but and oh yeah, there's this mod. It was called Heart of Evil Napalm Edition. Yeah, it was really um, bad though. That was released, and uh, we we talked about that for a little bit. Maybe you should play that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, we're really dragging the episode on, and it doesn't need to be. We were dragging no. it on ten minutes ago. Yeah. I think we'll just close up the episode and get to the post-game game play session. We'll play some Age of Shiv. Is someone going to mail me a laptop that I can play video games so I can play the post-podcast right, play. PlayStation? But you're at home, aren't you? I'm at home, right? But my desktop is being repaired at my dorm. So. Oh. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Thomas, for coming back. We will have you on every week. So listen. Is he is he really gonna be on every week again? Yeah. Uh, that, that's sigh of happiness. Don't don't yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, that concludes another episode of Podcast 17. Tune in every week, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be changing our time, but we have to wait for adults to come back. This this is the part where the music comes in, right? Yep. Are we going to sing it? Boom. <laughs>